Every time I give my time to something, is the work that I'm doing meaningful enough that I would trade my time Mm -hmm. that is an asset that it cannot be refilled? Like I can't get more time, Mm -hmm. right? And is it worth it? So you always have to ask yourself that whether you're a consumer or a laborer, like as you go to work for something, are you doing something that's meaningful Mm -hmm. that you feel like, hey, I no doubt I don't mind giving my time to this. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle. And this is Eddie. This is my lovely husband, Eddie. <laughs> why, why did you put your arm out like that? Because you were I was like... introducing you with my hands out. <laughs> you were out. rolling out the red carpet for- Only um... for you, baby. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. So, all right. Today, we're going to talk about something that a friend of mine, Goli Kalkaran, she has a podcast called How to Be a Quitter. She was actually in the Push Podcast, episode number 26, How to Be a Quitter. Mm. And anyway, she taught me something. She did a quick live one time and she was like, I want to talk to you today about time, quality, or money. Mm. You can have two, but you can't have all three. Got it. So today is about currency. Those are the three currencies, I think, time, quality, or money. Let's see, time, quality, money. Things are okay. going to either cost you time, you're going to compromise quality. Yeah, you either value one of those three right. at any point in time. So on three, which one do you value more? Okay, Ready? Uh, one, two, three. Time. Time. You went before I even said three. No. And it, anyways, doesn't matter. <laughs> time is very important to us um, because it's the one thing you can't get back, Right. Yeah, like as soon as you ask me to do something, I I think to myself, how much much time is is that going to take? take? (laughs) (laughs) But there's certain things that I- Which is why my love language is acts of service. Mm -hmm. So when you do something for me, like when you take my car to go get washed, it's something I don't want to waste my time doing. Right. It's like amazing. (laughs) It's like the nicest thing you could do for me. Okay, well, note it. You I know will. this, know. that you've just, been married to me over 15 years. But like, when do you say that? And I think I know the answer to that okay. now, but now as you've gotten a little bit older mm-hmm. and- Are you, you calling think, me old? No, I'm just saying as you've uh, be- matured, beautified over the whatever. years, what are moments or things that you would compromise time for now? That I would compromise time for? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Like I'd give up like, my time for? Yeah, like I will give up time if I had the time. Mm-hmm. Not if I had the time, I will make the time to read. Like I like to read in the morning. Oh, for sure. Yeah, right. So I'd make the time for yoga. We make the time for yoga. Mm-hmm. But now you've been making the time for your succulents. Like you'll spend you know, gardening a couple, couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, but I had to get rid them. of a business to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. So we're going to talk to you today about time, quality, or money, and here's why. We had our fence redone. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're doing renovations right now. And for a brief moment, I was like, I want to make the fence myself. Yeah. And everyone in the house was like, 
you know how much time that's going to (laughs) take. Oh, my God, mom, that's going to take forever. And I was like, not if we do it together as a family. Right. Right. And you bastards didn't want to help me. So I hired a professional. They knocked that out so quickly. Mm-hmm. I was so impressed. And I was like, there's no amount of time that I could have like ever done that in. That would have been nearly the time that they invested, right? They're professionals. Oh, yeah. Not they're only trained. did we get time, but we got quality, quality with that as right? well. Absolutely. And so it cost a lot of money, but that's kind of what I want to talk to you about. So shout out to my sister, Richland, and her boyfriend, Mitchell. They recently purchased a home and Mitchell's like crazy right now, you know, got a new home, wants to redo everything. He's like, I literally call this is offensive, but I called her the other day. What are you doing? And she goes, Mitchell's acting like Hitler. He won't let us like rest for five minutes. We're going to we got to paint this room and do this and go shop for this. And I was like, you guys got to enjoy it. You have the rest of your lives to make this a home. And she's like, no, he wants it perfect right now. So they were in the middle of getting their garage epoxied and Mm -hmm. like redoing all the stuff and their painting. And I was like, oh, the thought of painting just it's just a lot for me. Yeah. And and in the the, time, the time, but it's just like when we when we first bought our house, we We had we had more. And this is this is so important because this is what we're going to get into. We had far more time than we had money. Right. Right. And so we said, okay, we didn't have the ability to pay for the time or the quality. So it came from our own time. Yep. So I told her, I said, put Mitchell on the phone right now. I want you to put me on speaker and I want to teach you guys a life lesson. And I said, Mitchell, time, quality or money. You can have two, but you can't have all three. Right. So I want you to think about that with your house. You are spending way too much time right now investing too much time to where you're not even able to enjoy the fact that you've just become a homeowner, right? Mm -hmm. So you got to decide what things maybe do I want to spend my money on that might save me some time so I can have a little bit more enjoyment right now. And he was like, mind blown. He's like, that's some good shit, right? right? So he said, I get what you're saying, though. I paid a lot of money, like thousands and thousands of dollars for them to epoxy his three car garage he wants it to look a certain way. He goes, my whole family was like, you're so stupid. Why would you spend that much money? We could have done that ourselves. He's like, let me explain something to you. We're in the middle of a heat wave. It would have been 110 degrees in the garage, you know, trying to do this. It would have taken three of us. I'm trying to round up friends or family. We would have had to rent tools. We would have to YouTube this stuff, learn it, right? It's like making a cake. You don't really know what you're doing, but you could figure it out. Right. Well, you're compromising the quality and to save the money, it's costing you time. Right. Right. So I just think it's important that we talk about time, quality or money. And you're right. As I get older, time is the most expensive currency to me. Oh, yeah. And I think as you get older and obviously you start to establish yourself, you start Mm -hmm. to build wealth, you start to really look at it and say, I value my time far more than this money that's in my pocket. Mm -hmm. And you've heard us talk about that on the podcast. Like that's how you sell things. When you Mm -hmm. can make something seem more valuable than the money that's in the person's pocket, that's how you sell anything. And I think that's how you sell yourself on things. And you got to ask yourself whether it's a task around the house. Like one of the things that we for a long time like traded our time for was we got someone to clean the house, right? right? We said, well, for a long time, let me reverse it. We cleaned the house because we couldn't justify hiring a cleaning lady, right? Right. And then when we made more money, we were like, okay, 
this is an investment that we're happy to make because she can come and spend six or seven hours here. I'm happy to pay her whatever her rate is because that's six or seven hours that I could be doing something else or spending time with my family. Right. And so we're huge proponents of outsourcing now. Right. Right. But you got to make money to be able to do that (laughs) stuff. And so with renovations and stuff, like I was telling my mom, like how much it costs for our bathroom. And she goes, oh, you could have saved a ton of money if you would have done the demo yourself. And I said, well, you know, what's interesting. He actually said, if you want to demo it yourself, you know, I can take off 800 bucks or something. And she goes, wow, that's a lot. And I'm like, yeah, but no, <laughs> like the thought of thinking like it sounds fun, especially if you watch Fixer Upper or something, you know, you get sledgehammers. I go, but mom, I don't have a sledgehammer. Like I don't right. own those tools. I don't own goggles. I don't own in a wheelbarrow. And I don't want to go buy that stuff. Spend the time going to Home Depot, buying all this shit just to save 800 bucks, just to save the money to pay a professional mm-hmm. to do it. And she started laughing. And I go, not to mention, I don't want to buy that stuff. That's also, you know, an investment but I don't have anywhere to put it. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want, want it. it in my garage. Right. I don't want to own it. I don't want to like hoard all these tools and stuff. I don't want a wheelbarrow in my garage. Right. I don't have room for it. But now so she starts laughing and she goes, well, when I did my remodel for you know my house, it was penny pinching. Oh, trust me, we're not rich or anything. But that was something I was like, don't even tell me that I could save money because I don't want to do that. Right. right. So she goes, it took me and two other guys three days to just load stuff up in the truck, take it to the dump. And I was like, that, the thought of that taking me three days, they came and they did it in less than three hours. Mm-hmm. That is the difference in quality and time right. that I'm happy to give somebody my money for. Yeah. And not only that, and, and this is important, like when, before you think about taking on something like that, like all I could think about is that one, it would have took us probably four days. See, for <laughs> me, you're thinking of the time. I honestly am thinking of the space. No, like, but I don't only want that, all that shit yeah, in me my too. house. I'm thinking about that as well. But I'm, I would immediately start thinking about is the fact that not only that, but I'm going to be so tired after doing it <laughs> that now I'm I'm in the bed, yeah. you know, for six hours longer than I want to. The yeah, quality my fingers of your hurt, yeah. my <laughs> arms hurt. I'm like, oh, I told somebody before. I said, they said, oh, it's very similar. You didn't do the demo. I'm like, nah. I said, these are these are show muscles. These ain't do muscles. <laughs> I'm not about to do that right now. So <laughs> I would prefer someone else to do that. Like we were I, we were talking about this other day. I was like, you know, I don't like IKEA. And oh, why? God. And they said, why do you like Ikea? I said, one, because <laughs> it's like a freaking maze and they don't want you to let you out. I start getting claustrophobic. Mm. I, I start to overheat in there. And I want to get out. Ridiculous. But all, also, when we go there, all I can think about is I got work to do when I get home, <laughs> putting all the shit together that we just bought. So like, like really oh start to think about God. those things. Like I said, I don't want any of that. And at this point now... Like the work that we do yep. requires us to be sharp, to be focused, to be rested yep. and and to show up. Like the last thing I want to do is spend a crazy amount of time doing something yep. and then feel tired and fatigued. And now I can't perform and right. do the things I need to do. Here's another one. When we owned a meal prep business, yeah. right? We prided ourselves in saving you time and giving you quality food. We were selling filet mignon. We were selling high quality fishes and meats and whatever. 
organic vegetables, right? So people would be like, $11 for a meal. I'm like, bitch, good luck. (laughs) Go look up some recipes on Pinterest. You go shopping for all of this stuff. You sit there and dice and chop and buy all these ingredients and then come back and tell me $11 for a meal. Like to me, it's a no brainer if someone's going to provide quality and save me time in exchange for my money. Yeah. And I think we hear this all the time. And and you may be as a listener listening to this going, I would never spend that amount of money for food. I wouldn't like right. someone told you the other day, oh, the burger's here. And if you got a burger and oh, you got okay. fries, time out. here's my what you. in the world. <laughs> uh, time out. This message is brought to you by what in the world from the push podcast. <laughs> so I go to this place the other day. It's a Mediterranean place in Orange County. And sign up says grand open, right? We're now open. Poor things. They're open in the middle of a pandemic, whatever. So I go in, it's a Mediterranean place. And I was like, yeah, I want to get a bowl, like a salad bowl with chicken. Nice salad. I was excited. And she goes, 1072. I don't know why I thought she said 27 something. And I said, did you say $27? <laughs> and she goes, oh God, no. I said 1072. And I said, oh, thank God. And she goes, but 1072 is a lot, right? And I was like, I mean, I get like, why is she saying this to me? I'm giving her this money. She goes, I used to work at Five Guys and they charged for a double cheeseburger with bacon $10.76. And I was like, that sounds like a bargain to me. (laughs) I literally said that. I said, uh, that sounds like a bargain to me. And she goes, I would never spend $10.76 on a double cheeseburger with bacon. And I said, but you just charged me $10.72 for lettuce and chicken. And she goes, well, I would never buy this either. This is way too expensive for a salad. Mind you, it's so expensive because you're probably in Orange County and you know, but ten seventy two for good chicken, <laughs> I'm fine with that, right? But the point is, is I was like, does she not know that like her selling me the ten dollar and seventy two cent salad pays her bills? It pays yeah. her her payroll. But like the way she said it, though, she goes, "I used to work at Five Guys, and they charge ten dollars <laughs> and seventy six cents for a double bacon cheeseburger with avocado." That sounds like a freaking deal. Uh, hello, That's a bargain. Avocado costs extra. Are right. you okay with that? <laughs> <laughs> but, and here's the thing. This is not about like, we're not saying that at no point are we saying we're an elitist or like, hey, no, we're not being we, bougie. we have all this money and so that we pay, pay well, for everything. But what we no. do know is that we value quality and we value time, right? right. And so and you do too. Oh, and everyone does. Yes. And, but I, I want to kind of turn this a little bit because I want people to understand this. Currently, right now, if you have a job or a career, you're trading your time, right, Mm -hmm. for a salary for money. Mm -hmm. So not only is this a situation that you make this decision as a consumer, Uh you are also making this as a laborer in your profession. And you have to ask yourself, is it worth? Like I have people that I interact with and they have all these aspirations, Mm -hmm. right? They want to go into the music business or they want to start their own business. And I always ask them, are you measuring your yeses and your noes, right? Every time you come to this place and you say no to your dreams and you say yes to this place, is that a fair Mm trade-off? Is it worthy of that? Every time I give my time to something, is the work that I'm doing meaningful enough that I would trade my time Mm -hmm. that is an asset that it cannot be refilled? Like I can't get more time, Mm -hmm. right? And is it worth it? 
So you always have to ask yourself that whether you're a consumer or a laborer, like as you go to work for something, are you doing something that's meaningful mm -hmm. that you feel like, hey, I no doubt I don't mind giving my time to this, mm -hmm. right? Well, conversely, this brings me right back to the meal prep company. Three months into that, I realized that people needed to be sold on the fact that I was taking their money from them in exchange for health, quality, and time savings, right? right? And I just literally one day said, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. I don't want to do this anymore because I don't want to be in a business where my time is spent selling you on why you need to fuel your body with good food, right? And so it kind of just brings me back to what you were saying right now. You get to choose where you work, right? Mm -hmm. And there's some crazy statistic, like over 50% of people don't think that they're fairly compensated for what they do. And that's a whole nother issue when you are an entrepreneur right. and you are writing people's checks and paying their salaries. There are certain jobs that they only command a max salary. When I owned the Cake Mamas, everybody wanted a raise. And that was something that I'm happy to give you if you're providing exceptional an exceptional service, talent, or skill. But at some point, there's a cap. Like, right. I cannot give you $50,000 a year just because you're a good person and you want to raise and you want to be compensated fairly and you frost cupcakes. Like I can't justify that, right? right? Just like if you work at El Pollo Loco or Five Guys Frying Burgers, you can't make a $70,000 like an hour salary just because you feel like you're worth it. So I want to be very clear that these are kind of two different conversations. Most people don't feel that they're fairly compensated when it comes to their workplace. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, being on the other side of that, I know what that feels like as an employee, but I also learned from mentors that you have to make yourself, one, stand out above everybody else, two, you have to contribute to the organization to where the organization almost feels like they cannot function without you. Right. You have period. to make yourself as, as irreplaceable as possible. Earn your keep. Right. Right. And so there, I just had to throw that out yeah. there because you were talking about like, you know, you are trading your time for money. It has to be worth it. And now what I mean by that also, too, is like, think about it from this standpoint. If you owned a business mm -hmm. and you had people working for you, mm -hmm. are you going to pay them more than what they're worth? No. Right. You're not. You're going to mm -hmm. pay them as much as you think that that job is worth right. getting getting done and how competitive from a standpoint of getting the best person to do that job. Now, mm -hmm. if that job is, hey, I need someone to take out the trash every single day. Mm -hmm. Entry level it's position. It's an entry level position. It's you're getting paid, minimum wage. Right. I'm not going to say, hey, you know what? You're a really nice person. Yeah. I'm going to overpay you and I'm going to fund your dream. Right. Because you had a situation at the bakery where someone you were talking, they were talking about their pay and they weren't getting paid enough. Mm -hmm. And they were saying, well, I'm trying to do all these things. Well, she said, I'm going to be 30. You know, I right. have a family. I need medical insurance. I need a 401k. I want to buy a house. And I was like, listening, listening, listening. Yeah. The list got longer and longer. And I was like, listen, I love you and you are exceptionally talented. But it sounds like this is not the place of business for you. We can't fund your dreams. Right. Like just because you're 30 and now you want a 401k and medical insurance and retirement and, you know, you want to buy a house because your life has changed. 
your career also needs to change as well then because you work for a small family business and it's like the going rate for what you do does not warrant what your needs are right Right. now. So it sounds to me like, you know, you need to either brush up on some skills, you need to go back to school, but you need a new career. Right. Like, cause you're talking about making like fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year to own a home in California. You're gonna have to look into maybe getting your real estate license. You're gonna have to become, you know, a nurse. Like you're gonna have to shift careers now. And she goes, Well, I don't wanna leave. And I said, Well, I don't even think that this is the right place for you to work. Like <laughs> I have to I have to let you go now because now you think that it's my fault that you don't own a home. Right. When did that happen? And it was a really great conversation because I had to teach her like in the future, wherever you go to work, it's never the employer's responsibility to maintain the level of life you're trying to live. Yeah. And, and I will tell you this, like my philosophy in life is to outperform my role. It is my biggest pet peeve when people say, that's, oh, not, that's, my not, job. that's not my job. <laughs> I'm not paid to do that. It right. drives me up the wall. So if you're yeah. listening to this right now, you want to one way. You want one way to piss Eddie off. Tell Eddie that <laughs> that's, oh, not, my that's not my job. <laughs> I'm not paid to do this. And I, I think to myself, you'll never be paid to do this. Right. It will never be and your job. And people say it a lot. And, they don't and, pay me to do that. Right. And if you're sitting in your car, if you're sitting wherever you are right now, and you're working at a place that you feel like you're not compensated to your best ability, you have to ask yourself. Have I outperformed my role? And if I've outperformed my role, is there opportunities to do more within this organization? And if there's not, then just like Janelle had that conversation, you have to have that conversation with yourself and you say, I need a new career Mm -hmm. that gives me the upward mobility to Mm -hmm. outperform, to get paid more, right? right? Or I need to start my own business. And and people glamorize entrepreneurship, right? And they Mm -hmm. make this this fancy thing. And I think think entrepreneurship is amazing, but not everyone is built for entrepreneurship. And not everyone should be an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. right? And some people should have a wonderful career that they can excel at and they can do meaningful work Mastery. that feels good to them. Mm-hmm. But I do think that so often people say, well, if you're not paid, you should start your own business. Right. Not true. Right. So you can get paid less. Right. And, then you have and work more. <laughs> and work more. Yeah. Right. And have other responsibilities like paying a salary of mm-hmm. other people. Like those are things that you have to take in consideration. And then once you get past all that, then it could probably be a really fruitful situation for you. So here's another great conversation that I had with Mrs. P, which is Jordan and Kayla's drama instructor. We were talking about how teachers often think they don't get paid enough, right? And I heard this great podcast. It was on impact theory. This rapper, he's a rapper, he's a poet. And someone asked him, why do you think like, athletes and rappers make more money than like teachers and firefighters Mm. and policemen and people that are like changing people's lives. And he goes, because anybody can do that. Mm. Like you should get paid in accordance to your skill and talent. Like Mm. if you are Michael Jordan and you can not everybody can be Michael yeah. Jordan. He goes, not everybody can do that. It's exceptional. You can't go to, you can't go to school no. to become Michael Jordan. He goes, you can't get a certification. <laughs> you can't get trained. You can't, yeah. you know, yeah, you can hire a coach. You can invest in things. But if you can't perform at that level, you can't get paid that money. Right. And it blew my mind. Right. He said, I'm not disparaging the fact that teachers are intricate, you know, to the future of our children. However, I am saying anybody can be a teacher. And let's be real, there are a lot of not even good teachers out there, right? right? 
So a teacher can get their certification, get their master's, whatever. You become a teacher. We all know it's usually a lifelong job. Right. There's no mastery required. Usually you get worse as a teacher as you get older and your patience for children is like not there. Or you get detached. You from haven't like evolved the with language. the newer generations. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. So anyways, I was talking to Mrs. P about it and she goes, absolutely. Anybody could be a teacher, but not anyone. And anybody could be a firefighter. Anybody could be a doctor. I right. mean, but as you lessen the opportunity for people to really be exceptional in that particular profession or field, then you should get paid more. Mm -hmm. So that's something that people need to know. If it's something that anyone can do, not saying it's easy, but for the most part, anyone could be a nurse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and well, I think, then your, ca your cap so, salary, so your salary has to right get capped. Now that are listening to that and, and they're, they're just like, pissed. they're pissed, right? But do you have to really self-reflect and you have to say, am I a Jordan? Right, right. Like in this profession, can I be so exceptional that no one can meet right. the, the standard in which I set? Mm -hmm. And the reality is that it's very difficult to do that in those types of professions yeah. because of the fact that like you're following a curriculum. A, a curriculum. It's a you're, path. It's a path. Like, it's right, laid out. You can go to school and learn these skills. Mm -hmm. Now, could you turn that into, well, wow, not only am I a teacher, but I, I now I'm a professor. Mm -hmm. Now I write books. Yep. Now I teach teachers how to teach. That's being now, exceptional now, in that profession. All, all of a sudden, now you're an attraction. Now right. I, I, I'm willing to pay you right, right. To, to replicate and create more of these individuals. And I think that that's how you have to look at things when you're trying to max out your value and max out your worth. Because if you are trying, and, and this is, goes back to what we're talking about, you're either bringing quality to the marketplace, mm -hmm. you're cutting out somebody's time mm -hmm. in the marketplace, right? Or you're saving them money, right? Right. It just really comes down to those time, things. Time, quality, and that's money. A, absolutely. And as a nurse, that's hard to do, right? right? So- if you're a nurse right now and you're trying to make more money, you got to think about how yeah. am I how am, am I increasing going quality? to contribute with right. quality? Am I going to give back this hospital or the organization I work for? Can I save them time? Can I save them money? Like yeah. you got to figure like you, out how to contribute. If you're a nurse and you find out a way how to properly, let's say you're picking up patients and people throw their backs out and stuff like that, and you come up with this new technique mm -hmm. and you sell this technique. To all the nurses, all the hospitals, so no nurses have blow their back backs. You will anymore. get money. Oh my because god! Because you saved them time and quality. <laughs> That's you know? how you do that. And so this is not about you know degrading anyone's profession, Absolutely but you not. also have to really be honest with yourself. And here's the thing: not every profession you take on is about money. Right. Sometimes it's about contributing because you love to teach. Mm -hmm. You love to light the lights up in, in in the brains of young people, and that is what brings you tremendous amount of joy. And there's no amount of money that would stop you from doing that work. Mm -hmm. I think that's beautiful. I think that that's where you get fulfillment. There are many people out there right now that make an enormous amount of salary that are unfulfilled and sick, mm -hmm. right? And they and they tremendous amount of things, but they just hate their life. Yeah. And they're hooked on drugs or whatever the case Maybe may be. Maybe they valued money over time spent with their family. Right. You over know? quality of life. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. If yeah. I if I trade all my time or maybe I trade, you know, my time, but I also trade, you know, I ask for too much money. I get so much money and mm -hmm. I lose the quality of my life. Mm -hmm. Then you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? Right. We've been there. Yeah. That's a no. Absolutely. So there's like a delicate balance. But I want to just remind you, you can have two, but you cannot have all three. 
Another profession we were talking about is like your tax man yeah. or a woman. Like I don't want to do taxes. Your your <laughs> alternative to not paying a tax professional is you can spend a ton of time learning QuickBooks, managing your QuickBooks, like doing all that stuff. It's a lot of time, right? right? And uh, that's something we tried to do and just realized mm, this is not on a priority list for mm-hmm. us. With that said, there are certain things that like money can't buy, right? Like I want to cook for my family. I want to play with my plants in my backyard. Like I could hire a landscaper to make it beautiful, but I wouldn't get the satisfaction of knowing that I grew those plants and I nurtured them. So this isn't just about like, oh, throw money at things and, you know, magic appears. Right. We painted our entire house when we moved in because we couldn't afford to spend the money on those things. But, you know, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because you're trading one of those three currencies for Mm -hmm. the things that you have, the things that you want, the things you're trying to earn, the things you're trying to negotiate. And I just want to ask you, like, which one you value more? And do you recognize what you're getting in exchange for one or the other? Yeah. And I'll say this last thing because I think this is important. If you're finding yourself right now and you're not the healthiest you can possibly be, mm-hmm. one of the things that I think that people don't do enough of is they don't buy personal training. Mm-hmm. And and I know we're in COVID right now, so personal training is kind of out, but maybe you can find a social distancing a, a version of that. But so often people hear the price of a good personal trainer and they're just like, oh, I would never pay that. And I was in the fitness industry for seven years and I can't tell you how many people I saw get immediate results once they got with the trainer and they followed what the trainer told them to do. Mm-hmm. And so many people right now are spinning their wheels and they're wasting time trying to figure it out on their own of how to get healthier and how to get into shape. Right. Right. And I was just talking to Chris today. Chris Hart, right? Mm-hmm. And he was telling me, he goes, I'm getting a little older. And Chris is a fit guy. Yeah. And he said, I just got a personal trainer and he's kicking my butt. Mm-hmm. And he said, I just thought about myself getting older. And I said, I want to have full functionality. Right? Yeah. I want my needs to be good. I want it all to be good. And he's a person that does pretty well in his business. Mm-hmm. And he does not want to spend time trying to figure it out on his own. Yeah. Well, you can only watch so many YouTube videos, <laughs> pin things on Pinterest, like put things in a favorites folder on Instagram. At the end of the day, I think the accountability is worth it. Right. The check-in is worth it. You know, the, hey, did you do what I told you to do? And the consistency is worth it. And he's going to see results. Because yeah. He's and we have students to, who've paid yeah. us to help them with their right. business and they, and and they pay us for off speed. Years. Yeah. yeah. And we tell them that you are paying for speed. Right. So you can not pay me money and you can spend the time and hours that it would take and decades that it would take to gain all this knowledge. Or you can pay me as a coach and I'm happy to share everything with you. Yeah. So last thing about time, quality, money. A few years ago, my dad he was going to work for a mattress company. It was a high-end mattress company. And I don't know why, but like they sell $15,000 mattresses. And to me, it didn't seem like an outrageous amount, right? Mm -hmm. And so I go, he goes, how the hell are you supposed to sell a (laughs) $15,000 mattress? And I go, well, if you think about it, like sleep is the one constant thing that determines your health. right? And you have to sleep for eight hours a a day. It's not like, you know, it's like, ah, you know, sleep's not that important. That could jack up your back. Like literally, if you don't get enough sleep, you die faster. You're (laughs) screwed. Yeah. So I said, well, maybe the selling point is like, you know, you spend eight hours in your bed every night and like, what's the warranty on a $15,000 bed? He goes, it's like unlimited lifetime (laughs) warranty. And I go, so you mean to tell me 
If I spend $15,000 on a bed for the rest of my life, I don't need to buy another bed. That sounds like a great ass deal to me. And he's like, what are you talking about? So I said, okay, let's just say that I have this bed for 30 years. Let's just say 25 years. 25 years times 365 days is 9,125 days times eight hours of sleep. That's 73,000 hours of sleep, right? Right. Divided by $15,000, it cost me $4 a night to sleep. That's a bargain for the next 25 years, don't yeah. you think? I think that's, yeah, okay, absolutely. But conversely, let's just say that you bought a $60,000 car because people do that all the time, yeah. like our Yukon, right? Yeah. So you buy a $60,000 car, how long do you think you're going to have the car for? Maybe 10 years. Okay, so Maybe. wait, you think for 10 years? Yeah, let's just say you bought a six. Okay, eight. I don't know. How many years? 15? I don't think people keep their cars for that long. Let's just say eight. Okay, so eight years times 365 is 2920. How many hours really do you spend in your car a day? Let's say. Let's say you have a commute, round trip. It's an hour. Okay, let's say people spend. An hour and a half. Okay. In their so 2,920 days times, and this is eight years, right? Mm -hmm. Times 1.5 hours. This 4,380 hours. So remember that, 4,380. Mm -hmm. So you spent $60,000 on this car divided by 4,380. That car costs you $14 every hour and a half. Well, that's... For the original purchase, you're not talking about like gas, maintenance, and <laughs> gas, insurance, tire changes, AAA. Like, yeah. So to me, it sounds like a great investment. Like, take right. my $15,000 for something that's going to last me 25 years that I'm going to sleep in for eight hours a night. Yeah. That to me seems like a great trade off, don't you think? Absolutely. But this, the sad thing is, is that people walk in there. And not necessarily understanding how important sleep is. Now they know from a standpoint that they got to get sleep, but we're talking like good sleep. Like yeah. you, like you get the type of sleep that you wake up and you're feeling refreshed. You don't need coffee. Like think about that, saving money on Starbucks. Like yeah. you just like wake up and you feel like a million bucks and you're ready to start your day. How much more effective are you going to be? How much energy you're going to have mm -hmm. towards the things that you do as far as work and making money? Yeah. So you think about like a bed, a bed, like, gives you this investment, the return on the investment is like your productivity, right? like your ability to do more. It's your ability to earn more. It's yeah. your ability to be healthy more. And I'm sorry, I did the math wrong. It's almost $21 a day for that car yeah. for eight yeah. hours or for Just eight Just give me the bed. Yeah. I'll walk everywhere. It's crazy, I'm right? Because good enough sleep. <laughs> so yeah, I, I hope that you're really weighing your currency, how you're spending your time, money, and your quality, because that's what everything kind of comes down to. So that's it. Hope you got something great from this. You guys continue to push through. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review. You leave your handle and until next time 
push through. 